So, um, hi there, weirdos. Freaks! We are on episode 26 of Bum's Corner Coast to Coast, where we've now amalgamated all of these other shows into, like, this this hydra of podcast monstrosity. Yes, cut off our head and two more podcasts will appear. Oh, yes, yes. This is the Cerebus podcast now. Oh, I guess I always get the Hydra and the Cerebus mixed up. I thought Cerebus was the dog. Cerebus is the dog. This is the three-headed podcast that, like, guards the gates to Hades now. <laughs> oh. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I think if you cut off the head of a Hydra, two more appear or something yeah. to that extent. Yeah. Yeah. So, um... <laughs> Before we get into the nostalgia, um, what have you been up to this past month? Anything interesting happened in your world? Oh, okay. Remember like a year and a half ago, and I was no. talking, talking no, I don't mean vaguely. <laughs> and I was talking about how uh, I was trying to develop this app for uh, uh, the, the radio app for AFM. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Finally got it done. No way. It's launched. It's not perfect, but it's launched. Uh, we actually it launched actually back in March. I'm sorry, April. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all the features are now uh, on and, and working. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So this is like an an app for Android and iOS that people can listen to AFR. Yeah, if AFM radio. Yeah, uh, but it's geo-blocked for only overseas. That's gotcha. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, that's so very cool. Congrats. Yeah. Finally, uh, finally done with that, and that uh, was like it's like a huge weight off my shoulders. Like, oh, I, I bet. Now I can get back to the job I was hired to do. Right. <laughs> Crazy how that works out, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, any progress on the the um, relocation front? Uh, it's slow, but um, I know the organization just onboarded its first fully remote worker. Uh, okay. They're in Virginia, and uh, they report to and work for the folks out here in California. Nice. Well, that's so, yeah, fantastic. Uh, the IT guys all you know FedExed all their equipment and stuff to them, and. Right. So the, the poor dudes are going to be the guinea pig. Um, but there are, let's see, I think just in the next couple of weeks, there's two or three others that are in the shoot. They get onboarded uh, and they're going to be remote working as well. So if all goes well, I mean, p- policy wise, everything for uh, for us to go remote work is, has been approved mm-hmm. um, internally, really for for us, we're working and waiting on uh, various cybersecurity requirements. Sure. Oh, get, yeah. To get full approval. Um, right. Right now, we're you know we're working under a, a sort of emergency authorization to, to be working remote as we are now uh, because of the COVID thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, in order to make that you know quote unquote permanent, uh, yeah, there's a whole bunch of cybersecurity stuff that has to get uh, squared away. Oh, I, I'm sure. Pending that, we out. Yeah, the, <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, the target on the wall. I mean, you know, I figure maybe this time next year we'll be house hunting. Well, that's awesome, dude. Congrats. Yeah, that's that's yeah. the hope. That's the plan. 
Did we see? I say I, I had to put a target on a wall, and I figured, yeah, we'll give uh, we'll give them a year to get things squared away, and that's we'll very cool. Yeah, it's funny. Like, um, I don't know how long ago you posted it because I'm only on the website like once every six months or so. But um, on LinkedIn, you had posted yeah. up a procurement position. Yeah, like I that's about you. yeah, that's literally what I do. It was hilarious. I'm reading through this. I'm like, man, this sounds kind of awesome. And blah blah uh-huh. blah. And so I, I've been in procurement for about 20 years, um, public and private sector. Uh-huh. I've been public for five years now. Um, work on multi-million dollar contracts on a, on a daily basis, and I'm nowhere near the the fucking requirements. For your job posting, <laughs> dude, I do half of those requirements on a, day, on a regular <laughs> basis because our contracting situation. And I debated even bringing it up to you because, like, I wouldn't want to invite my worst enemy to work in that situation, <laughs> let alone my brother. You know, so right. Um, but I mean, I will say things are getting better. They completely cleaned house, essentially. Right, and are, are rebuilding that that activity. So uh, yeah, for the last two years or so, I've done a huge portion of the, the contract specialist and procurement officer's job. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's like, I don't write contracts. I'm a, I'm right? a, I'm a disc jockey. <laughs> I'm just a dumb rock jock from, right. from Ohio. <laughs> like, oh God, I, I, I submit stuff and I'm like, I'm going to jail. I, right? I don't know. I don't know what I don't know. So I, I know I've missed something. So I'll submit yep. it. And I'll send a copy to my boss. And I'm like, I hope we're. I hope we're okay. Yep. That's like rule number one is <laughs> stay out of the newspaper. Yeah. That that's the key. <laughs> yeah, but it was just funny. And again, I I think I went on there to like find somebody I used to work with to see if they had any contact information. I'm like, oh shit, Arnhold posted. That guy's never on here. I'm like, wait a fucking second. I, I'm a I'm a LinkedIn stalker. Yeah, uh, yeah. I follow a lot of of industry, okay, and, and technology uh, folks and companies. I'm with you, people. So a lot of times I'm just up there looking for, you know, the latest and the best practices and what industry standards have changed to, and uh, most recently, you know how how they've been how they've been uh, operating remotely, given given our you know situation. Right. Okay. It was really cool. Uh, back uh, in June, went out to Denver uh, to tour the Westwood One uh, facility. Westwood oh wow! One, people, yeah. Westwood One. They're also uh, Cumulus. They're one of the big the big dogs. Right. Um, went out there to, to their their tech office, and there's like four guys. Oh, no way! Yeah. Um, and I was talking. You know, we were talking to them, and it's like, yeah, the. When the, when the order came down to, to bug out, like it was a, a mad dash out the door. Like we were just right. throwing, la- throwing laptops and mics and headphones at jocks, and they went home. <laughs> wow. And we figured it out. Um, and you know, they've all been working from home ever since. You know, they, ordinarily they had a, a standard, you know, like about 100 people that were in that building at, at the time. Right. And like, yeah, there's, you know, there were four that we talked to, and like two of them came in <laughs> for the meeting. You know, to, to to hang out with us, um, so it's wild. And it was cool because 
the stories that they were telling us about how they've reacted and, and, and how they adjusted their their operation and, and and process pretty much mirrored how we did it. Oh, really? That's yeah. very cool. So it was really kind of like, all right, sweet. We we got it. We, right. You know, because we don't know. Um, you know, you, you know, you don't know. You just go. Right. You, oh, yeah. You, you do the best you can. You, you figure out the most logical in your head way to do something. But it's always nice to kind of get that reaffirmation from, you know, especially someone like a Westwood One. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's just a global powerhouse uh, to say, oh, yeah. Okay, cool. We, we did the same thing. Right on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's neat. Yeah. Awesome. Let me think. Um, it's been quiet here. Um, so yeah. a couple of weeks ago. All right. Let me backtrack. So about a decade ago. <laughs> I threw away my last pack of cigarettes and walked into a vape store and bought all the bullshit, blah, blah, blah. So over the past 10 years, I've been weaning myself off of the nicotine. You know how you can go. You lower the down. Yeah. Yeah, So so I just kept lowering. Yeah. The milligrams per milliliter. I kept lowering and lowering earlier this year. I got to zero. So a couple weeks ago. Um, it was a Monday morning. So I, I got up and was doing my morning routine of, you know, breakfast, coffee, started working, decided I, I was done working after about 20 minutes and went in to watch TV. <laughs> so I, I'm just kind of sitting there, you know, queuing up the, the Sunday night shows yep. to watch while I work and realize I'm like, shit, I haven't touched my vape all morning. I'm like, huh. it's 930. I wonder if I can go until 11. And then yeah. that turned into, I wonder if I can go until bedtime. And that turned into, I wonder if I can go until Tuesday. So as of tomorrow night, it'll be two weeks since I've touched the vape. Okay. And again, I, I've been at zero, so I haven't been, in, you know, getting any nicotine into my system. But it's the physical habit, you know, of like, oh, I sit down, I automatically reach over here and grab it kind of thing yeah. that I finally have broken. So, yeah. Wow. That's yeah, so awesome. I calculated out. I smoked for about twenty five years. Yeah, and not off and on either. I was like, Consistent. you know, I, I I picked it up pretty quick, and I I was a you know a quick study. Yeah. So it was a pa- let's call it a pack a day for twenty five years, and then I spent ten years weaning myself off via the the vape. So I think I'm done at this point. Knock on wood <laughs> that I might have finally gotten out of there. I wish I could. I really, you know, and it's, I want to, it's, and it's been time. So I've, I've tried to quit a few times. Right. And honestly, just like for me, going cold turkey for a couple of days hasn't been a big problem. Hmm. It's, it, it's kind of like, okay, well, good. All right. I, uh, yeah, I'm edgy. I'm not comfortable. Right. Yep. I, I hate this, but okay. Uh, but I'm all right. And then, eh, it's like it's like ah, just go ahead, right? I'll just have one for the hell. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll just do four. You know, maybe I'll just do two a day. <laughs> well, you've got a week without smoking. You can just do two a day, right? And then it's like twenty. Yep. Oh <laughs> yeah. Yep. But uh, and I, I'd fool myself too, and I was like, oh, before I started vaping, when I was still smoking, I'm like, well, yeah. if I just don't buy any, and then you're at the gas station at eleven thirty at night. Uh huh. 
you know, like, okay, yeah. fine. I, I give, but I, I think I might be done this time, which thank God, you know, and honestly, and I know it's cliche, but every time you quit, it's a little easier than the last time. So yeah. eventually it'll stick. You'll get there. Yeah. It's just, it's I, am, hard. I am thinking about doing the, using the, the vape thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, highly recommend, highly recommend. And I, 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 Kind of, I, I got it back when, remember V2 from about 10, 15 years ago, V2 SIGs. They were oh, like, yes. They were like one of the first kind of vape yes. things. They had a little canister that screwed onto the tip of the cigarette. Yep. It, looked, it looked like a cigarette. Yep. Um, I had one of those. We had, we did those for a while. Yeah. But it kind I'll, of was like, oh, this is going to be a long flight. I'm going to go ahead and bring this. Right. Or, oh, what's going to be, you know, several hours before, you know, or, you know, we never used, we never smoked around uh, our son. So, right. That was the perfect sort of, oh, I can just duck over here and basically take a couple of hits and these numbers. So you're just supplementing. Oh, yeah. It was, it was, uh, yeah. I augmented my addiction with the vape. You know, so it was so it was more socially responsible. That's amazing. So uh, since, um, and again, it's probably a cliche, but everybody says like it's the hardest thing in the world to quit. Now that I've got this down, I think I'm going to finally try heroin. Dude, go for it! Right? <laughs> you got this. Fuck that if horse. I, if I can do one, I can easily do the other. Right? They've always said it's harder to quit than heroin. So I think right? you are. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I've done the math. So if, if if I've done the harder of the two things, this one should be easier. It should be nothing. Yeah, yeah. and shit, I'm already in my fifties. If it takes another thirty five years to quit, it, I'll be in my mid eighties. You yeah. know, chasing the dragon. Fine, yeah, just, whatever. I just ride it out, man. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. This <laughs> <laughs> be all like you know. Fuck you, I'm old. <laughs> Fuck you, I'm old. <laughs> Find my vein. Right? <laughs> oh, shit. Those, my grandkids are coming over. Oh, that's the best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. No, I, I'm done. I don't need to get high, man. I'm high on life. And gummies. Yeah. I'll eat the shit out of gummies. But other than that, I, I'm good. I don't need anything else. The loaded gummies? Yeah. Well, and the kind that just gets you fat, too. I eat the shit oh, out yeah. of those also. Yeah. Like I like a Harboro. Oh, those are the bomb, man. Yeah. Mm. I'll, I'll, never, I'll never know what a stale one of those tastes like. Very, I don't think anyone does. Yeah, like I'll I'll buy that big fucking bag, the shame bag, you know. Yeah, right. And, and I'll put it on the <laughs> shelf. I'm like, don't bother getting to know anybody in here because you fuckers are not going to survive the night. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Mm. What else? Um, spent the afternoon with the Egglehoffs. No shit. Yeah. Oh yep. my god, I haven't seen them in shit decades. Yeah, at least a decade. Yeah. I think Dylan was three. Last time Shit. I saw them, wow! When they had that party at their place when we were there, yeah, holy fuck! That was the last time you saw them. I, I think so. God damn! 
Yeah, I, I just reached out. It had been a couple months. I reached out to Ginger. I'm like, hey, you know, just checking in. And um, she's like, what are you guys doing this weekend? And I said, okay. <sighs> We're going to a plant store that's having a craft show in it. And then I, I, I just shut up at that point. <laughs> and she got all excited. She's like, that sounds cool as shit. I'm like, well, then join us, you know, come hang out. So we kind of zipped around this plant store and craft show for a little bit. And we're like, hey, you know, there's a whole bunch of breweries within a, a five mile circle of this place. Let's go to yeah. all of them. Yeah. So. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I so miss Columbus. There's just such an attitude of, hey, you know what would make this better? Let's put about three bars outside. Oh yeah, you can. I mean, uh, fuck you. Since you've been here, I, I swear to God, you cannot swing a stick and not hit like two breweries. They're everywhere. That's crazy. I mean, there is no. I, mean, I am in literally a desert of, of multiple levels. Wow. Um, there is one little bar about a mile away. And that's that's it. Mm. In my in my you know, within safe drunk driving distance, which right which doesn't exist anymore for me. But uh, you know, the views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily reflect those of the DJs. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I mean uh, um on a good day, there's a bar within walking distance of here, but yeah, literally like a six minute drive. I'm at two different breweries and all of them have like amazing drinks and food trucks yeah. out front and beautiful patios. So, oh, I, I'm not looking forward to going to the doctor this fall for my checkup. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> What's interesting is like Columbus just totally embraced like bar culture. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, OSU. Yeah, I mean, when you have, sh- have sixty thousand borderline alcoholics in your backyard. Yeah, they they all relocate somewhere within the area. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it just I, you know, yeah, I I think I took it for granted when I lived there, but I God, there were like thousands and tons, of, like millions of bars when we were there. When I was, there. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, like shit if. You know, pre-cell phone, if we couldn't find each other, we would just do like a lap of all the different yeah. bars that that person hung out at, and eventually right? you'd find them. Yeah. It's like, there you go. He's probably at O'Reilly's. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. He's not, if he's not at Polo's, he's at O'Reilly's. Yep. Every time I drive by that place. It's um, still there? It, yeah, it's still there. I I can hear the sound you would make. When you would forget the step is there at the bar. Oh, fuck. Yeah. And so like every, I'll, because it's <laughs> like to get to um, Lost Weekend Records, I have to drive by there. So I, I drive by it and in the back of my head, I can hear, shut of you like just <laughs> missing this step. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I associate with O'Reilly's. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Oh Christ! You know, but, that, like I'm sure that design looked great on paper. It's not the only bar that's like that either. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But then again, it's it. 
you know, it's largely on me. <laughs> it's, it's not like I didn't know there was a step in the 14 million times I've been there. But it's right. like, I think by the time I leave, I've destroyed so many brain cells. Oh, yeah. Every time I go in, it's like revisiting an old friend who's like, I've kind of forgotten about. Yep, exactly. So, a completely unintentional, but what an amazing segue into the actual meat of tonight's episode. Yeah, you think that was unintentional? Oh my god, you're a master. I am like putty in your hands, great one. <laughs> <laughs> so, one of Tom's shows in our nostalgia database was Cheers. Where everybody knows your name. Everybody does know your name. So, let's go back to... The period of fucking 1982 to 1993. Um, tell me about your relationship with this show. Like, what what about this show made you put it on the list for things that um, made you feel nostalgic? Um, I think it's because it was on pretty much throughout our formative years. Mm-hmm. Um, and beyond. I mean, this mm-hmm. was, you know, 82, what we were... Uh, math. What, 12, 13? 12, 13, 13, 7th, 8th grade, something like that, yeah. Yeah. So, it, and it lasted through our, our our time in high school and into college. Yep. Um, so, I mean, we grew up with this show on. Um, and, it, again, it was on, I think, NBC. Mm-hmm. That must-see must TV block. Must-see TV, yeah. You know, it, it, was, it was marketed brilliantly. And it's just one of those things that I always remember but sort of being there. Mm-hmm. It was just always mm-hmm. on. And there was always somebody at school talking about it, uh, it, it seemed. Um, and it, it's one of those shows, it, I don't, it, until I sat down and watched it again, just, you know, this go around, mm-hmm. I don't think I realized the impact it had. I think, you know, initially I put it on the list because it was just one of those shows I remember from then. Right. Um, and it's interesting because I, 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 watching it again, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember talking about this episode or we're talking about that or this, you know. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's very cool. It, yeah, so it was one of those shows, not the first, I don't think, but it was one of those shows that. You watched it, and then the next day at school, you were it was like a water cooler, you know. But right, the, the you know the the middle school version of the water cooler, right? Kind of show. Um, and and then, in, I, in high I'm school, sure was, all. The, yeah, sorry, I'm, I'm sure a lot a lot of the comedy when we were in seventh or eighth grade probably went completely over our heads, but it, the, some of it was very slapsticky too, you know. Oh yeah, and that's the thing. Um, it was. Funny on on many levels. Yes. Um, kind of like Bugs Bunny. <laughs> in a lot of ways. <laughs> you know, it's like, ah. You know, that's much funnier when you're older. <laughs> right. Yep. Absolutely. Because, um, yeah, I think a lot of it, a lot of the comedy of the show was lost on me. Oh, for sure. You know, as a, as a, At as that a, age, as yeah. a child watching it. Um, a lot of the drama was lost on me. Mm-hmm. And that was one thing I, that I noticed re-watching this. I, that I did not remember the the depth 
that they would sometimes go to in certain sure. things and the, yep. the, the gravitas that they would embrace in, in just like the heavy subjects that they would broach. And they did it in a way often that was light and mm-hmm. pal- I think palatable is, is the right word. Um, some of the subject matter that they dealt with was, was for the time unprecedented, but they did it in a way that was just very, eh, Yes, that's a good. That's a great way to put it. And it it was a lot lighter than let's say. Well, going back to Taxi, you know, they they covered yeah. a lot of heavy stuff on there, but it was also done in a heavy way. This was way more yeah. or, uh, like Mash. You know, when if if there was something heavy on, that was a, just a heavy episode. Yeah, and you, you didn't walk that. away, you know, with that. Ah, okay, you know. Yeah, uh, but, but this, yeah, the the writing on this was different. Where it, it, they would broach those subjects, but again. It, it was done just through that that the filter of the comedy where say okay we're going to address this but we're not going to go very far from you know our roots our comedic yeah. roots but yeah at our at our core dna we're comedy mm-hmm. we can we can tickle these things right but it's a tickle <laughs> you know we're not poking anything it's a, it's yeah. a tickle right <laughs> Okay, so um, how about you? Think, uh, see, I, I try to remember, and I, I guess I didn't have the connection with the show that I thought I did. Um, I have recollections of seeing it when I was younger, mm-hmm. and I, ironically, I don't know if it's because it again, like you said, it was in the background of our entire lives. But fucking our twenties, we kind of turned into these characters. Yeah. Unintentionally, you know, but um, looking back, like you said, that that time period from seventh and eighth grade all through high school into our early 20s, this show was on. I guess it never really connected with me because I never connected with any of the characters. I appreciated it for the comedy. Yeah. I I watched it because, like you said, it was on that must-see TV time slot. So. I caught most of these episodes, but it just, it never resonated with me to, to a certain extent. Yeah. I, I appreciated it, but it, again, it, if I missed a week, I don't think I would have lost any sleep kind of thing. Right. I mean, it was sort of ambient. It was yeah, sort of, see, that's there. a great way to put it. Yes. You know, and that's kind of how I, you know, I, I, you, you know, it's great that you brought up the, yeah, none of these characters like resonated with me. I never identified with anybody. Yeah. And, and honestly, screen. like a, a 15, 16 year old, I didn't give a shit about, you know, oh, is it going to be Rebecca? Is it going to be Diane? You know, <laughs> again, yeah. I, you know, Sam to me was just, he was the setup guy for Coach's punchline, is all he was, you know? Yeah. There, there was nothing about the Sam Malone character that, that really drew anything out of me. So I didn't care. I was yeah. just there, you know, because. They were funny, you know. The uh, this entire cast had incredible timing. Yeah, and you know, again, I could watch Rhea Perlman just read the phone book, and just <laughs> the way she would read it would make me laugh. You know, <laughs> right? Yeah, and like George Wentz one liners. Oh, absolutely! And I mean, and when, when you bring up the school stuff, that is what we brought into the classroom the next oh, day. Yeah. You know that yeah. stuff. I know that's a doggy dog world of wearing milk bone underwear. Milk you know, bone underwear. Yep. Yeah. That, I mean, that's the shit you brought in after, yep. afterwards. Absolutely. Uh, you know, uh, and it's so interesting because it was 
such a different show after Diane left. Mm-hmm. What was it? It was. It, <clears throat> I want to say the, the show evolved after season one. It did. It did. And then it it did a quantum leap after Diane left. Right. Um, well, it opened up like when um, when Diane left and Rebecca came in. Um, first off, the the entire dichotomy of all the characters changed. So you got to yeah. basically like call it a reboot, in essence. Yeah, you know, everybody's roles changed, and they spent a lot more time together outside the bar. Like if you look at the Diane yeah. era, yes, every once in a while there would be an episode where you'd go to somebody's apartment and and do yeah. a scene there, but. You know, the the meat of the show was right there in the bar. I mean, fuck, there were three cameras. And, and you know, how many years went by before we saw the pool room, you know? <laughs> right? This <laughs> mythical pool room. Right. <laughs> that ended up not even being there. <laughs> yeah, and the office. I mean, like, Sam's office was like this world of mystery for so long. But, um, yeah, I don't – and, again, I, I don't know what – did the budget change? Did the writers change? It just again looking at their IMDb, there were an ass load of writers throughout the year. So yeah, who knows? But you're right that once Diane left, the show did change, um, for better or worse. You know, however you look at it. Uh, personally, and good. No, no, no. You. This is your uh, baby. Oh, better. <laughs> the first four episodes. The first four seasons mm-hmm. were pretty tough. Um, well, I will say pretty tough. Season one was really tough. Oh yeah. Uh, three, four, you know, two, three, and four got better. Mm-hmm. It, but the it, it, the good episodes were the ones that weren't about Sam and Diane. Will they? Won't they? Yes, that's fair. Um, because there was some great stuff going. I mean. They, you know, introduced Frasier, which yep. was, that was, I think, the smartest thing the show ever did. Because um, there was so much material there, and Kelsey Grammer played that character so perfectly, uh, and he was everything that we needed him to be. And I, I, I can't say enough about the decision to to include the Frasier character and then build upon that with with Lilith. And all the, the craziness surrounding that. Oh yeah, Fraser and Lilith were the perfect on. foils. Yeah, to the the cast that they had established, they were yeah. absolutely flawless. Yeah, because they I'll were the, the the total fish out of water, like third person observer, sort of like look at these Neanderthals, right? And yet they're there every day. <laughs> yeah, that was the part. Yeah, that was the part that was great too. Like yeah. in real life. They'd never go back there. Like, this place is terrible. Yeah. And yet, but I think, you know, season after season, they were just, they were integrated in there. But I think, you know, for, for Frazier, it was the family he never really had. Mm-hmm. You know, going to school in Boston, staying in Boston, being an academic, he never had any, like, real real relationships or real connections. And it just so happens that it's these blue collar beer sellers, you know. Exactly. But you know, after after seeing the the Frazier spinoff, like we know Mm -hmm. his dad, and so 
knowing his dad, make, it, it all makes sense. Oh, absolutely. That he would, he would hang out and be comfortable at the bar yep. with these people because that's a connection to his father. Yes, even, that was even, probably his home life, you know, when yeah. he was growing up. Absolutely. Uh, and Lilith, I think, just out of a morbid sense of curiosity, and she probably cheated it all like a science experiment. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, Easily. This is like a living, you know, her ant farm sort of thing. Right. <laughs> I th- honestly, I think that the Frasier Lilith characters were the best thing that came out of that show. Absolutely. Um, no doubt. You know, again, I, I love, love, loved when Coach was on. He, he was, was just phenomenal. fantastic. So phenomenal. good. Oh, my God. Some of the, I mean, I don't. For season one, the only things I laughed out loud. Yes. The, was the shit that came out of Coach's mouth. Yes. And, and again, you know, looking. Before I started rewatching these, um, I was contemplating the original pass through, and for some reason, I, I kind of remembered them being more malicious towards Coach, and then subsequently Woody also. Mm-hmm. But it it wasn't there. I was remembering it incorrectly. It was all caring and compassionate. It's just yeah. these. You know, you almost felt bad for Coach at, at times. Like, God damn, why is this guy working every day? He should right, be like, just in a home. Why do you let this person drive? You know, yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God. Yeah, he should be, like, cared for someplace. Yes. Yeah, he's family. Yeah, here we are. So, and again, there was just no ill intent. It's just, no. you know, Woody kind of took over that that hole that coach left where they're just, they're so out there, you know? Um, yeah. And just the one liners that both of them had were utterly fantastic. And, you know, yeah. uh, you know, Woody Harrelson was just amazing in this. And it when you look now at his body of work, <laughs> I, <laughs> right. Like, could you watch him in, um, like one of his recent movies and say, yeah, that this completely resonates with that Woody character back in Cheers. No, not at all. There are. Oh, what the hell was it? It was. uh, I forget the name. He's in charge of a assassin chick and she goes sideways or in Japan. I forget. Came out about the same time as Gunpowder Milkshake, but it was a different show. Uh, Netflix, I think. <laughs> uh, but anyways, there are times when he will deliver a line or 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 do like a he'll do something, and I'm like, that's fucking Woody, right? <laughs> there are times throughout his career I've seen I've seen Woody emerge, right? It, like flashes, like oh, there's three frames right there. That's Woody. <laughs> well, that's you know, that's that's Woody. I forget how his last name was, but yeah, Boyd. Boyd, thank you. Mm-hmm. Councilman Boyd. <laughs> yes. So, uh, and again, because I didn't have that emotional connection, I I went into this rewatch cold. Yeah, me too. And um. I don't know. I I kind of felt that the original cast was stronger. W- let's just call it, you know, the the Diane era, mm-hmm. um, because you had Coach there behind the bar. Um, 
I, I think the show got a little more ambitious in the later seasons. Oh yeah. Um, the, the, and honestly, the last two or three seasons, I could have completely done without this thing got so long in the tooth, but that, yeah. uh, that is a American television that we just run things to the ground until you squeezed every dollar out of them. Mm-hmm. And also NBC was terrible about this. Oh, yeah. I mean, look how long Frasier, Friends, this, were Cosby, were on TV. They just, they, they wrung that towel out until there was nothing left. Mm-hmm. You know, it and, again. Yes. So, you know, you look at the BBC shows, they're like, all right, we've done 18 episodes. It's fucking amazing. Let, let's stop while we're ahead, you know. Yeah. But this, 271 episodes that this was on. That's crazy. But anyways, um, personally, I thought the first few seasons where it was just nice and simple, you know, they they had the formula. They stuck to the formula. I I Mm -hmm. loved those seasons. Um, And I'll agree with you. Season one was a bit rough until, you know, everybody got their footing. But once they did, man, boom, they took off. Um, I think the the Diane slash Woody or I'm sorry, the the Woody Rebecca era. Uh, just it, it wasn't as pure and, and good and fun for me as the, those first few seasons. So, hmm. um, where, where you saw it dip and then jump up, I just saw a, a slow decline in quality. I guess after season one. Wow. Okay. No, I, I just think because uh, again, I think with Diane left, you, you I think you nailed it. It was a reboot. Mm-hmm. It was a it was a different show. Uh, right, because the two primary characters had well, one completely changed, and one had to evolve, and that's one thing that I think that bothered me most about seasons one through four mm. is that Sam was such a static character, right? Um, and as much as yeah, he would ebb and flow, he would show growth and then revert, and then grow and then revert, right? Which okay, I guess I kind of identify with that, but. <laughs> <laughs> that little narrow bandwidth, but right <laughs> after Rebecca got there, the the, the, the holistic change in the dynamic, mm-hmm. um, I thought was 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 handled very well. And then I love Coach, but with the introduction of Woody, right. Now you've got a character that can go someplace. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting way to look at it, and that's exactly what they did. Because I think it's it's interesting. I found interesting is that um, Woody is ends up being the most dynamic character of the entire show. Right. He comes from Bumfuck Iowa, or wherever he came from. You know, from the farm. Mm-hmm. This rural, you know, to Boston is this just lost, wide-eyed bartender, and by the end of the show, he's a city council member, right? And it's ironic too. I think it's well, not ironic. It's I'm, I'm sure totally well intended. At the the last episode, he's on the step. He's like, no. I don't think things should change. I like it when things stay this. He's the one yep. that's like sitting there make, making this speech about how he wants everything to stay the same. And he's the like, the only person in the entire fucking show that's had the most dramatic evolution. 
Oh, absolutely. You know, and also, uh, he's also the one that didn't have all of that baggage to carry around, too. You know, you you couldn't see Cliff or Norm make that jump in their their personal lives or professional lives the way that Woody did, because Woody was still fresh and new and young. Yeah. You know, shit. uh, There were episodes where Norm would be sitting in a different chair. And the whole show would be thrown off for me. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? You know, something's different, but I don't like it. It's just because of the room kind of shifted a little bit because he was sitting next to somebody making a joke. So, yeah, Woody was the perfect character to to evolve like that because he wasn't carrying around all of that extra weight. And I think he was kind of the only one that could. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Sam, they, they evolved Sam. Yeah, to some some extent. Yep. But Sam's evolution led him right back to where he started. Right. Sam matured. I don't think he... He He didn't evolve, yeah. Yeah, he didn't evolve. He just matured out of, you know, being the the young professional, you know, baseball player, basically. Yeah. Uh, Sam, yeah, I think Sam just decided to learn. (laughs) He eventually learned from his mistakes. Right. That's a good way to put it. Um, but, but real quick, Kirstie Alley. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot how funny she was. Oh fuck yes, just hilarious in this show. Uh, I forgot the the Rebecca character. I think as a kid watching it, I, I remember her just being like just this mega corporate bitch. Yep. Um, I forgot just. Brilliant neuroses. Oh that, yes, that she had, and just how, like, she was just damaged and fucked up and hilarious. Oh yeah, and I love that they didn't just make her one of those "Oh Sam" female characters right. that you know was just there to, well, Diane, you know, yeah. just to to say, "Oh, you guys, cut it out," mm-hmm. you know that she, like you said, she she was a mess, man. And yeah. but she could still hold her own against Sam. Fuck yes. Oh, she had some that was great the cool lines. thing. Is that yep. for as fucked up as she was, she'd still go toe-to-toe with anybody oh, in the bar. They had like the, the two of them went back and <laughs> forth, like had some great verbal sparring, you know, yeah. and they again they, they both have amazing delivery. Um her comedic timing is just top notch. Um phenomenal. Yeah, and she's just she's fucking funny. I don't think I've seen her in a bad role, you know, no. in all the shows she's done. She's yeah. just she's fucking funny. Uh, yeah. Ted Danson, honestly, I don't think he's done a character that's not just Ted Danson in different clothes. Yeah, you know, like everybody goes crazy over him in the Good Place. I'm like, yes, he was funny, but he was also Sam. It was Sam, the, the old <laughs> old Sam. It's a demon. <laughs> yeah. Right? Great show. Oh, yeah. And, and again, he, was, he was Love funny, but I didn't, I didn't see any, like, like, wow, this is really a stretch for this guy. Yeah, wow. You know, He's got some chops. Playing a smug asshole. <laughs> wow. Like, a smug asshole know it all. Right. Huh. That's so weird. Go. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So uh, I don't know. Overall, man, it, this it was fucking long. I'll tell you that. Um, yeah. I, I'm glad I went back and watched it. It it was not how I remembered it. But again, I think I was 
I was remembering it incorrectly. I thought it was a lot more mean spirited, but looking back, it, it was the exact opposite. It was all friendly and warm. You know, um, everybody got along even, you know, like, yes, Carla cut everybody down. Yeah. But it was family, you know? Right. I mean, and there was good natured ribbing all about. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Which is, again, you know, I think we draw a parallel to that. And I think any friend group does. Right. Uh, but it is interesting, that, you know, the whole bar culture that, huh, was that subconscious that we all ended up? I don't know. And and it, it was bothering me. I'm like, I don't remember, like, watching this show thinking, yep, you know, <laughs> I'm going to be that guy. But... You know, I look just, back at me in what nineteen ninety three, like Jesus Christ, that was me. I was that guy back there. You know, yeah. Um, and it was it was terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't. Yeah, I, I, I won't point at Cheers as being the catalyst for that but no again going going back to what we were talking about before uh, you know the 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 bar culture of columbus i don't know Hmm. i uh, you know honestly i think it's just our personalities too i mean like as as a group we we had that same um that same friendly ribbing you know, mm-hmm. that we will just fucking cut each other and cut and cut and cut. But at the end of the mm-hmm. day, we're all a family. You know, it, yeah. it's all in good natured fun. We're always going to have each other's backs and that kind of thing. So, yeah, it there were some disturbing parallels between this show and real life. But I I think they would have occurred whether or not we had ever watched the show before. I don't think it was uh, a result of it, but it was yeah. just it was spooky looking back. I'm like, God damn. Like, you know, just looking at the people in the background, watching how they were slumped over, you know, playing with the <laughs> napkins and shit. I'm like, oh, my God. Um, yeah. <laughs> so spooky stuff. One of the cool things I, re- I recall from, from the earlier episodes with, with Coach is that every time Coach left at the end of the night, mm-hmm. who needs a ride? Yep. Coach would drive people home. Yeah, that was and very I cool. Thought that was very cool. Um, yeah. The other thing I forgot about was fucking Harry Anderson. <gasps> yes. Okay. Not to extend this any longer than it needs to be, but Harry fucking Anderson. Yes. So those were awesome. And, and again, you know, talk about a, an actor who's really, really good at one narrow thing. Yep. You know, <laughs> that guy he is played, the king. Yeah. Oh, he played Harry. It, Every, yes. you know, in both roles he had. Yep. So um, as I was digging through the cast, um, he was on six episodes, right? Total. Yeah. So you know who else was in one episode? John Cleese. Marky Post. Marky Post? No shit. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> I thought that was interesting. Like, I'll be damned. You know, huh. and, again, and again, it was on for 11 years. So you had yeah. hundreds of people going through that revolving door of characters. But... The fact that both of them were on. 
Um, so then it got me thinking, like, all right, was Lara Cat on here, you know, and just looking up the rest of the cast, but they were the yeah. only two that that happened to show up. But I thought Cross that was over. fun. But yeah, but yeah, that very first episode, he shows up and he's like trying to swindle everybody. Oh yeah, I'm like Jesus Christ! This is the same character, you know. Mm-hmm. Are they in a shared universe? Is Night Court down the street from Cheers? What's going on here? <laughs> right when he gets out of jail, does he go and get his law degree? <laughs> How does this work? Did he get his degree in prison? Yes, that's it. <laughs> We're giving them a lot credit. of credit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but that was fun. But overall, yeah, um, uh, it was fun. It was, it was good watching it. And and again, I think we talked about this with Taxi that uh, the sitcom of today is a completely different animal. And and again, I got wrapped up in that that um, the laugh track, the studio audience, the the um, the cacophony of just the, you know. I'm going to say a line. I'm going to say a line. I'm going to set it up. Here we go and knock it out and clap, clap, clap. It it just got old for me. So I don't know. Maybe I'm just, it's hard to go back and watch that. You know, again, I I can appreciate the, the comedy of it, but is it something I would watch today? Absolutely not. You know, it's too hard. I think this would tank today. And and I think you, yeah, you nailed it. It's, it's too, Dated. The, formula, the formula is too obvious. Yep. Um, try as they might. I mean, I, I. They're all good. By the end of the day, you know, by the end of the, sh- they were well developed. These characters, but it's hard that none of it felt organic. Yes. That. Yes. Okay. That's a good way to put it. Yes, and I don't want to just you know besmirch the the talent of the of the actors, but no. It, it, and it, again, it was that element of the time where you yeah, you couldn't you couldn't build the depth of character that you have now because there was no VCR, there was no DVR. There, you know, you couldn't watch it the next day. Um, yeah. Look at something. Okay, let me think of an example. Um, look at like you look at like a Seinfeld. Yes. Okay. Not quite this, but roughly the same time. Yep. Towards yep. the end, all of that, all of that dialogue, the interaction, the banter, all of it felt very organic. Yes. Yes. You're right. You're right. Whereas it seemed like in this one, maybe it was the showrunner, or maybe it was the director. I don't know, but it was like, no, these are the lines that are written. These are the lines that you say. Yep. I don't care if you don't think Norm would say it this way. These are the lines you read. Right. And I think with Seinfeld, because the namesake was part of the cast, it, it just it was a different vibe. It was a different set, different show. Yeah, no, I'm that's sure a valid there, point. There was a lot of riffing, and yeah. a lot of that show got written as they were recording it. Mm-hmm. Those rewrites happened organically in the flow. And I don't think, because of, I don't know, just the, the way the show was done that Cheers had that opportunity. I think all no, those characters, right. for as long as they played them, all of those actors should have been able to go a little bit, not necessarily off-leash, but cut on some slack. And yeah. I think you would have had a completely different animal. Really, you know, outstandingly written show for the time. Yep. But it doesn't hold up. 
No, you're you're exactly right. You're exactly and right. That's and- kind of what separates it from a Seinfeld, which I think will always be a classic. Uh, Seinfeld has aged better, and you're right. It, the there was that overlap of the time frame. Seinfeld was a little bit later, but Seinfeld also had the advantage of taking the the cheers, the taxis, the mashes of the yeah. time, and building on them. Exactly. And they, like you said, they had Seinfeld and fucking Larry David in the room. He's right, yeah, right. So yes, and again, that, you know, yeah, they had the, the virtue and the, the benefit of of standing on the shoulders of giants. Mm-hmm. And at the time that Seinfeld started, the the, the philosophy and the and the procedure and the whole concept of how to run a show, how to produce, yep. how to direct changed. You know, what's funny? Right. Changed, you know, evolved. It changed. So, yeah. Well, Seinfeld, you know, if, if you know, 50 years from now, will we still be saying Seinfeld's funny? I don't know. But it is definitely got a more organic feel. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I agree with you. And maybe I think you've hit it. That's That's what was missing. And I think that's what... And, and again, at the time, that's just those, that's how sitcoms sounded. But when I listen to it now, you know, it, it's like listening to, to something from your grandparents' musical era on a 78. Yeah. You're like, God damn, you can right. sit and listen to this all day. This is terrible. This was cool. <laughs> so, so, uh, and again, I 100% can appreciate the, the skill and the talent that this this cast and the writers and directors had, but it just it hasn't aged. And and again, since I didn't have that emotional connection for it, it it was homework. I'll be honest. I mean, there were there were some very very funny episodes, but it mm-hmm. it was a trial. And again, especially after Diane left, I'm like, God damn, this is hard. See, it's funny because complete opposite for me. Hmm. After the Diane, after Diane left, I'm like, all right, this show's fucking funny, right? And didn't you say that too? You were just kind of letting it roll and just watching episode after episode after episode. Yeah, and once I stopped doing that, and because <laughs> Sarah brought up a good point, she's like, it's not meant to be watched like that, <laughs> right? I'm like, oh, I need a, I need a seven day palate cleanser. Perhaps. Yes, that will make it better. Yes, because it's not a, an ongoing story, you know, yeah. like. Um, let me think of something recent. Okay, like uh, what was that show, The Middle, with Patricia mm-hmm. Heaton? I I could probably watch that, you know, five, six, seven, eight episodes in one sitting because there was yeah. a progression. You know, the, yeah. the they went through a school year during a season and things right. changed, and you had overarching stories which you couldn't yeah. do back in the the eighties and nineties yeah. because again, if if you missed an episode. You're fucked. It's you're never gonna have an opportunity to see it again. <laughs> it's true. Mm-hmm. Middle's still funny. It's a very funny show. Very funny show. And again, it's got that that new newish uh, tempo to it, a different vibe where yeah. you know you're not you're not performing in front of a studio audience, so you don't have to have that timing. You can you can let jokes take a while to bake. You can yeah. flashback. Mm-hmm. You know you you have all those opportunities. You can have characters yeah. talking in different rooms and get their point of view. So right. it, th- you have a lot more complexity available to you as a writer and director. 
Yeah. Big difference. Yes. It's not as theatrical as it was early days. Right. Okay. Okay. So So, ultimately thumbs down on cheers. uh, No, I I can't say it sucks. It's still a funny show, but it's still funny. It works. Brilliant writing. It, it's small doses. I think cheers works. You know what? If, if I were flipping, if I could still have an opportunity to like flip through channels and I saw an episode of cheers on, I would probably stop and watch it. That is a good way to describe it. Yeah, but I yeah. I would never wake up on a Sunday morning and go, all right, I, you know, I've got my popcorn, I've got my beer, I've got my diaper on. I'm going to watch Cheers until bedtime. Yep. That's not happening. No. Nah. Nah. <laughs> but, yeah. it, you know, it is what it is. It It's still amazing. But, again, it, it's not something that I could watch, like you said, ad nauseum for any given right. time. Yeah. So we're not going to do another one of these for a, a couple months, but I'm just going to hit the old random number generator and see who's next. Oh, please not mash. Please not mash. Oh, fuck. No. Another, um, another 11th season fucking epic. Oh, Poltergeist. Oh, see that next month. <laughs> no, that's a good October <laughs> one. That's a good October. What is October? Ooh, spooky. God damn, you're a genius. Yes. So the 1982 Poltergeist. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, get and ready to this... the graves. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I was working on. I'm not. Yeah, we're being recorded, aren't we? So anyway, so I was working on my coach impressions earlier today, and, and they're they're just not there. <laughs> oh, God! Mm-mm. Let's see what the first two seasons with Coach. He, he honestly is. I think is one of the funniest things in the entire show. Oh yeah. Absolutely, because Absolutely. He, he was a sympathetic character. Yeah, you couldn't help but just, not like him. Yes, he was so likable and yeah. just so far left field. You know, everybody well, else has as you're you're living through the drudgery of these people's lives. Yeah, and out of nowhere, Coach comes up with <laughs> something that's just so completely <laughs> different from what was going on in front of you. And I wish the you guy know, had, it, it, had written some of the stuff down, but like. Ah, oh, damn it! He was okay. He was the Reverend Jim of this show. Oh yes. See, okay, yeah, yeah. He was their Reverend Jim because yeah, it was the Burroughs guys that left taxi. To yep, exactly, this. exactly. So he he brought that same energy. Like, okay, you're just you're kind of washing along, and things are going along, and everybody's talking about normal stuff, mm-hmm. and here comes Coach, just out of left field. Yeah. You know, talking about something completely different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, this was fun. And yeah, uh, yeah um, I, I don't want to watch MASH anytime soon. I, I love that show, but God we can damn. Take that, we can take that off the list if you want. Uh, that's, that's another 11 years. Yeah. Is that the longest one that's on here? Yeah. Yeah. Because Taxi well, was five. Cheers was 11. 
Jesus. Yeah, Cheers. Actually, MASH is the same dates, but exactly a decade before it. Mm. It was 72 to 83. Cheers was 82 to 93. Oh, we have Soap on here, too. That was only four years. That was a funny fucking show, too. It was a great show. Yeah. One, 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 two. I, I wonder if it'll hold up. We'll have to find out someday. <laughs> so um, we had originally talked about maybe doing an interview next month. Um, I don't know if I'm ready yet. So, you know, dredging up somebody else's psyche. So mm-hmm. maybe we'll just go back to the kick it old school for a little bit. No short of the stupid criminals out there. Amen to that. And they got a break this month's month too. We we didn't pick on anybody since we were busy digging up our childhood. What? Doing the nostalgia thing. Yeah. Okay. So let me ask you this. Uh, and, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and then I'll wrap up. I swear to God. But okay. So, so looking back to your early, like early teenage years, like you're 13 years old. Okay. What's the one? TV show that you could absolutely not live without that you would cut your leg off to not miss an episode. Oh, geez, I didn't know. Um, thirteen, so that's eighty-two. So uh, you were like early teen, early eighties, yeah. let's say. I, I honestly, I, I can't off the top of my head. Cannot remember. Okay. I want to say probably fucking anything because that was the age of like, oh, TV's on. Yeah, um, absolutely. My gut kind of says Doctor Who, but that was catch as catch can on BB on, on PBS. Uh, see, what's funny is that um, I religiously. I, it was on in the afternoons on PBS, like after mm-hmm. school. And I would watch Doctor Who and Dave Allen at large. And again, fucking 80% of it went over my head. I was just, there was this guy drinking and chain smoking, missing a yeah. finger on TV. I have and, a what, finger. and what in the fuck is going on? Just sitting there in a chair. <laughs> Just shoot the shit. Like I don't get it, but I like your vibe, dude. I'm totally digging this. In fact, I'll tell you what. Bringing that up, I think that's the TV show that I think helped mold early twenties. Mike was I wanted to be Dave Allen. You know, I just wanted to kick back, cross my legs, chain smoke and drink, and bitch about stuff and tell stories and talk. Um, Yes. Dave Allen, oh my god, there was so much great shit on, on PBS <laughs> late at night. Dave Allen, The Two Ronnies, do you ever watch that? Oh yeah, I remember that. Fucking Benny Hill, the Python. I mean, these are things that form- you know, that formulated right. like, the foundation of my comedy, of, of, of my sense of humor. Yes, but I remember sm- every day after school, my brother and I would come home and we would watch Dave Allen and Doctor Who. Yeah. Like religiously. Yep. And like nobody else that I, that I knew was watching the fucking PBS. So like no. I would steal all that shit. And I was playground fodder. There you go. <laughs> so a priest, a rabbi, and <laughs> walk into a bar. Why do you gotta say it like that? Oh, because right? that's how I heard it. 
are you holding your finger like this? Shut up! I'm telling a joke! <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. That's good stuff, man. Shit, yeah. Oh, fucking hilarious. Dave Allen, you're like the only other person I know. <laughs> and how is it now, like, 40 years later that I'm, I'm hearing that you knew what Dave Allen was? Right? Well, I mean... it. it <laughs> I'm not surprised. Okay. So we, yeah, I, I get that. But, uh, you know, what 14-year-old walks around the hallways of a Catholic school going, hey, man, you guys, any of you guys Dave Allen fans, you know? Yeah. You know, did you catch right. that episode last night with hey. Twiggy? That was hilarious. It was great. She's so cool. <laughs> I loved her cameo in Blues Brothers. <laughs> 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 at the fun. gas station? At the, yeah. <laughs> uh, that'll be $99. Okay. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, that's some dumb stuff. I love it. See, we have, we have to dig, 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 dig. And right at the end of the show is when like we find all the good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, we will do this again in a month. Cool. And it'll be super fun. Yeah. I don't care who gets hurt in the process. Nope. Right on. You, okay. You, you sign up for. <laughs> um, do you realize uh, next summer is our 35th reunion? Yeah. Fuck. Only because actually uh, Steve Smith pointed that out to me. What? A couple, a couple of months ago, you reached now, out. Now, he, he was uh, 87, right? Worthington, 87. Okay, that's what I thought. I thought he was a year ahead of us. Yeah. Wow, so he just reached out to rub it in that you're getting old? Asking questions about a potential Brian Casey tribute. Oh, get, oh wow. Looking to get maybe the AVs back together. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm like, I don't... I don't think anybody wins if that happens. No. And <laughs> again, it, there are, are much more talented people that were in Brian's circle that would probably do a better job than. Yeah. Um, like Larry and the groove children. Yeah. Like the bands that he were actually in. Right. Yeah. Uh, I would, you know, and I told him, like, I absolutely will do anything I can to have to help or, you know, right. give me enough notice and maybe I'll come up and I'll try to sing something. <laughs> right. Um, so, you know, and I, and I can't speak for anybody else in the, in the, you know, in the quote unquote band, but yeah. Uh, mm. Mm, right. <laughs> not, not eager to headline anything. <laughs> <laughs> And okay, so uh, I kind of dig this idea, but logically, wouldn't, idea. It, wouldn't it make sense to do it when Brian's class has their reunion? That was what I brought up as well. Okay, okay. And the other suggestion I made was why not get like a really actual, actual like house band? Yeah, and then invite you know whatever members of whatever band or group to come up and do a song or two or whatever, a set or, you know, whatever they're mm. doing. But at the end of the, you know, you've still got this foundation of a, of a, of a good house band that's right. accomplished and talented, you know, currently 
<laughs> parade us fucking oldsters through. Right. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of a cool idea. Um, yeah. He should really, I mean, and again, not, not the quarterback from the armchair or anything, but you should really reach out to Mike and talk to him about it. Yeah. Yeah. But but that is a very cool idea. I kind of like it. We shall see. But yeah, 35 years. Any word of shit? No. God, no. It's way early in the process. But yeah. I, I swore a long time ago that as long as I had a full head of hair, I would keep going. So I guess I'll be attending yeah. next summer unless something terrible happens to my my beautiful hairline before then. I have not been to one since our 10, I think, or maybe our As, five. No, 10, five was in the cafeteria. 10 was the one that you showed up and like Tansky had Dustin was just a, a wee little baby that yeah. he brought. Remember that? All right. So I didn't go, I didn't go to the five. I went to the 10. Yeah. That was, that was the only one I've been to. Okay. Yeah. I remember that. Like I, I have pictures of you specifically at that reunion. Yeah. That was fun. That's when you had like the longer hair and you had it parted down the middle. Oh my god! Right? Yeah. 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 Hard times. Oof. Yeah, we'll have to dig up some of those and put them online for you. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> if the Cupid didn't do enough damage, <laughs> who doesn't love Cupid? God damn it! Almost spit all over my keyboard. <laughs> And that's not the good one. You should have used the one when I'm sitting in the chair reading the paper. That's the All right. Good one. That's the one I wanted, but the only one that Kristen had of that was where your face was blocked out. I'll have to. Flu- I, I think I've got a copy of that. I'll, I'll put it out. I'm sure that's floating around somewhere. Or if you know any of you dozen or so listeners want to help us out here, please feel free. Okay, so we 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 wrapped up early and then we ran long. So. We're so good at this. And rambled, so yeah. If you're still listening, yeah. it's on you, <laughs> right? This is all on you. Yeah, we would have gone home hours ago. Right. But thanks. Yeah. Thanks for nothing. Mm-hmm. All right. So I guess until next month, we will bid you adieu. Ciao for now.